Welcome back to a incredibly rainy, incredibly thundery um, episode. On both ends. I mean, we're on not raining ends. as hard as you, but we got some. We got some nice drizzle going on right now. I, I could go for some light drizzle. This rain, rain thing is it's 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 you know we need it, but also eh, whatever. Um, nonetheless, episode one hundred forty-eight of the Lookout Podcast. I'm Meals. I'm here with LJ. What is up? Nothing much. We're two away from 150. I know, right? And listen, you know what's so crazy about this? The last... So, we're wrapping up this, like, current arc of this season. I would say yes. I would say arc. I don't want to say season of the lookout because we're pretty much probably on, like, 13, 14, 15 season. Um, So, we're wrapping up this current arc next week. Not even fully sure what we're doing next week. I have had plans. I don't really want to do them anymore. Um, (laughs) But... Because I think it would be like a bad way to go out, but um, and if you hear all that, that's rain in the background, rain against my air conditioner. But the quiet. This is the quiet storm episode of. Uh, Amen. Rain lookout. down on me. Let <laughs> your love. Um, I always forget that you can actually sing. That's all. It's always a surprise every time you do it. <laughs> like you have a I, nice voice. I appreciate that. Um, with that said. Uh, yeah, this is so. I don't know what we're gonna end with next week. So we're gonna end on one forty nine, and then I think summer Kame House is when we'll do our one fifty. Um, something cool, something special, something epic. Lloyd Banks, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you knew that reference, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Um, <laughs> I told you, man. Listen, if it had anything to do with your rap anything i I was tapped in all right listen i appreciate that nonetheless we're here so we're i'm not sure what we're gonna do next episode for 149 um but 150 is planned if that's well not even it's not even really planned but we know that's going to happen but you know amazing we've reached 150 episodes you know what i'm saying like what a feat what a journey how we got here um with that said this episode we're talking about we're kind of continuing the journey. You got to continue this. As it being my favorite anime, I'd love to continue the through line of all of this, season by season, moment by moment, epic by epic, until we finish this. And do you think that season seven of My Hero Academia is probably going to be the last season? Can they fit everything that is going on now into one season? I didn't think they could fit this entire <laughs> Paranormal Liberation War arc into one season, but hey, yeah, they got pretty we- far. I mean, it depends on what the what the manga does. I don't think so. I think they got two more seasons in them. I can't see it. Maybe. So, so maybe we'll do a spoiler section at the end of this, like we typically do, um, and kind of like get to where we're at and kind of like the aftermath of all of this. But season six of the My Hero Academia universe um, greatly expounds upon the paranormal liberation war arc and the dark hero arc i mean everything that has been building up with this series thus far kind of like builds to this moment um and i think when you come off of season five of the series which got pretty much like not a lot of acclaim people weren't necessarily happy with it but it seems like it was just really a setup for this but i think the majority i don't want to say everything has been leading up to this but i would say everything through Everything post All Might losing his powers has kind of been building up to now, where 
all for one is like the symbol of peace is gone. This is the greatest opportunity that you're going to have Shigaraki to pretty much take over society or at least, you know, ruin human hero society. Um, Endeavor, who is the number one hero now, has to step up and kind of like this is what he wanted for so long to overtake, you know, all might. He didn't necessarily get it in the way that he did, but he nonetheless has to assume the role and then some and then with season five i mean the paranormal liberation army finally comes together headed by shigaraki shirakumo finally speaks to aizawa and president mike and hints them about the hospital hawks who'd gone undercover has uncovered secrets about the war that's coming and then he lets endeavor know with that book thing that i probably would have never figured out um and then secretly all the heroes begin planning for the invasion of the paranormal liberation army and preparing the students for war without them truly knowing. So like post season five, how excited were you or maybe weren't you for like kind of season six and where we're heading? Uh, I was, I was really excited because season five fell flat for me. And so for like season six to come back and like what I knew what we were getting because we like obviously reading the manga, um, but I knew like what we were getting. I knew we were hitting one of the like the climactic points. I I can't give MHA shit about what they do when it's like in the heat of battle, when it's time to go to war, when it's time because the way that they're able to just draw you in and all the the battles that happen and the twists and the turns and you see kind of uh this showcase one thing i like i respect about them is that they don't just go squash match for the heroes like they actually like have to really go through something just to get the w which i feel is a would be a real thing um it's actually no, in development at the same time usually yeah hey yeah i think that's when they do most of their best development is during the action i think when the action dies down the development also does um and i guess that's my sometimes my issue with it is that i don't want it to be this thing where i'm only tuning in or only excited for when like it's just fast high intensity high stakes moments but Nonetheless, the the season six I was excited for just because I really knew what was going to happen, what was going on. So I think, and the rain is coming down extra hard. So I think you hit on a good point of my Hero Academia's biggest moments and probably most grand moments being during these. <laughs> Damn, it is getting crazy. It's like a fucking, it's like Kyogre's outside my window. Um, <laughs> but. I think no. I think you you hit it right on the nail, hit the nail right on the head. Uh, my here academia's kind of greatest moments being with these peak pivotal moments, like these moments, these real. When you talk about all for one versus all might, like that kind of moment there. When you think about, um, like for instance, Stain versus Ida, um, Shoto and Deku, like those moments there, and then even in season four, like the first time Deku really kind of like foils a villain no help from all might no nothing like that with um the 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 yakuza i'm just gonna call him that (laughs) yeah essentially yeah and and you know there are all these moments and i think what they do is they do the big moments the best and maybe like everything in between kind of like falls a little bit flat and i think that's what season five was to a lot of people of like just a season where 
there was so much building that you had to do towards this moment and then also them kind of like taking all the scenes and putting them out of order um for the sake of a movie um really think back but there was none of that i mean there's no movie this season there's no other developments this season it looks like they're heading really towards the big climax of all of this and season six starts off with a bang i mean it's they kick in the door waving the four four with those like they literally like it starts off no filler no cute yeah there's there's no like oh let's recap last like they're like no fuck that like we're going straight into the action and this is a world of quirks (laughs) you know they (laughs) they started over introducing everybody's quirk to us for like the umpteenth time and it's like come on we're watching we watch this show for six seasons like we don't need to know that momo can pull whatever objects out of her you know skin or something along those lines like we know everyone and then some. Like the the, the thing where Koshi manages to do is, I think he world builds and he gives a lot of characters their moments, and you fall in love and invest a lot within the characters. You know, is the best part about this, and I think what's so good about us doing this arc together was during the initial episodes of Big Eyes, like this was the first kind of episode we really did together, kind of rehashing like the build up to the war and kind of like everything that was going on and why it was so important and we did this whole episode on it i'm pretty sure the entire episode wasn't supposed to be about it but because i was on and this is all i love talking about (laughs) the whole episode ended up being mostly on it and um it's good to kind of like see how everything comes out the other side i mean you can go back to the initial big eyes episode it might be like within the first 10 episodes to be honest with you and kind of like where we were at. Actually, I probably should have done that before this because I would have loved to know where my brain was at during this entire thing. Because I'm pretty oh, sure and we, it's probably in the same place. It's we probably, probably thought like, "Oh, All Might's about to die." Like oh, as yeah, we do, uh, as we do and, every year. Eight, never mind. No spoiler. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> I mean, do listen it. to the last. Listen to the last episode. Don't do it. Maybe maybe we'll do a spoiler section. We'll talk about it. But yes, this man has been cheating death for quite some time. Um, I don't and get we it. Always, he has it, no powers anymore. <laughs> so, hey, man, you don't need powers to be like, a hero, dude, didn't? <laughs> he has no powers anymore. He's like frail. He got like some type of lung disease now. He's like constantly coughing up blood. Like, as someone who's watch, who's rewatching the show, you don't need powers to be a hero. Episode one of, of My Hero Academia, you can run up on the sludge villain and almost get done up. Yeah, and just throw your throw yourself into the heat of heat of the moment. Absolutely. So let's start, let's kick off this entire thing. Um, they are absolutely showed up to the hospital. So the the what they do, they're ready for the raid. Everyone's ready for the raid. The city's empty. Um, anybody who doesn't know that there's a raid is getting pretty much. We know that you you the ops like you're not part of us sliding go gets captured it was like you're the only one who doesn't know about our plan <laughs> he gets <laughs> captured um but we're here and the first part of this is the the jaku hospital kind of like fight and i don't want to go step by step about it because we're going to go through this kind of like scene by big scene by big scene but the jaku general hospital kind of fight alongside the Gunga Mountain uh, fight as well. Um, 
I would say let's talk about kind of like the high moments of this entire thing. I mean, I don't think you can talk about high moments without talking about, I guess, Mirko. And oh yeah, and I mean that's Mirko is really the one that set the tone for this entire like arc. It, seeing it, her, seeing her just go like rampage. Ham. Yeah, like it was just like like she just rampaged through like no moves and and other villains and just the the pure and utter intensity of the fact that she was like losing like losing a limb and she's like nah fuck that like I'm still finna like complete this job I don't give a damn about anything else going on um like I feel that without Miracle really setting it off how she did this arc isn't the same. Like it's, she really sets the tone for everything. It's like watching Kobe on a terrible Lakers team, and he he puts up thirty five in the first half, and then you go see him on the bench, and he's got like uh, completely wrapped up from head to toe, ice around his knees, uh, thing across his shoulder, everything. Like she really goes, she sets the tone in a big way with the way she's able to kind of like crush through everything. And you know what's so crazy? We're talking about this now. I mean, the season ended pretty much like a month ago. So everything we're talking about happened maybe like eight months ago in actual the series. So us kind of like having to go through it is kind of surreal now, kind of where considering where we're at. Um, but she's really the one who kind of like sets the tone of like how intense this battle is and how wage war that there is because she's going up against the Nomus and these aren't the regular Nomus. We've seen the Nomus from the first season. We've seen how tough kind of these Nomus are. And these are like the near high end kind of has consciousness of their own, can make decisions, can decide, listen, talk. Yeah. That guy has the quirk that's erasing our quirk. So maybe I should go fight this guy. Like, and she's taking them one on, she's taking them one on her on the entire thing as she's trying to uh, capture Dr. Garaki, who is trying to escape from this entire thing. As we learned, he's the first victim. We, 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 He's supposed to be a quirkless doctor. We find out that he has the quirk known as super regeneration or like non-oldness quirk. Uh, um, and we see the fight. I mean, it's Endeavor, it's Aizawa, it's Present Mike, it's Crust, it's everyone, um, Rock Lock, everyone trying to, you know, not only get everyone out the hospital, but lay up, um, fight these gnomes as well that's been escaping. Um, on Gungo Mountain, we get the other kind of like wave of heroes as they're going in and they're fighting um the other paranormal liberation art villains and i would say and you know i'm going to eventually lead up to where we're going which is shigaraki being free but i would say probably the highlight of that one was the um hawks and twice fight yeah i think that one was that was so much different though than everything else because I feel that you know Hawks who has been undercover for a while now, um, he saw something in Twice where he's like, "You're not really a villain, like, yeah. like you're kind of just caught up in the wrong crowd type of thing. Like you really kind of in deep down you have a good heart or you have a good you know aura about you, but in the heat of battle, obviously when someone is attempting to kill you, you can't just let them but it, <laughs> it also shows because i think the paranormal liberation front and more specifically the league of villains kind of like sect of it 
has always shown that there's always this one moment that can change you into a villain or like there's this opportunity where you feel like society has kind of let you down that puts you on this path and um with with twice i mean it feels more so because he's such a good guy it feels more so i think hawks kind of realizes that baby society has failed him in a kind of way where it's like maybe in another life we could have been friends, but realistically our goals are completely different. And he is kind of like, he's locked in on like, this is, he is the biggest threat to humanity that there is. But Sad Man's Parade with what he's witnessed, with the power that he's seen, with the millions of copies that he can make that can pretty much start his own army. He can have, but while the, the, the Paranormal Liberation Front is an army of 100,000. He can easily take that and easily, you know, copy that as well. So he has, uh, you know, he has the opportunity to say, listen, I'm going to take out Hawks. And twice as devastated, knowing that he trusted Hawks. He brought him into the Paranormal Liberation Front. He was the guy, even this is like, I guess, weeks after in the show of him getting um, Lady Magnum killed essentially by yeah what's his face and then he once again fails his comrades again because he's too trusting and there's this back and forth and it's it's a sad i mean it's a sad sad moment because you gotta think like the league of villains are villains but when you gotta look at them from their perspective they're a group of friends like they're they're uh they even though they are villains, but like they have a camaraderie and they have like connection with each other and you know, twice is kind of the the heartbeat of that group. So, you know, you you have this moment where you kind of feel sad for them. You know, you you know, you feel sad for Toga, you feel sad for Spinner and all of them when they figure out that twice is dead because Twice was kind of the he was the the glue that kept them all together. You know he was their he was their glue guy. Um, but no, it's a it's definitely a heart wrenching moment and just like it's a a moment where you're kind of like what like damn like you know like even as someone who 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 is clamoring for someone to die in a series, even that one hit me. It was like damn, do we have to we have to knock him off? Where so many other people because he's been knocked off before twice. And you see kind of like Hawks kind of they're like switching roles because it's like it's twice who's the one who's getting all the empathy from us, the audience and kind of watching this and Hawks being the one that's essentially be the cold killer in this situation, even though he is the hero. I think that's why twice in this situation is like you guys aren't heroes. You guys are like like you guys think that, you know. You just you guys aren't heroes. Like look at what you've done, and yeah. even it becomes even more clear when Dobby steps into room because Dobby is like Dobby pulls up. He's on his own accord. Dobby to me has been the rogue he ranger. Moves, he, yeah, he moves on his own terms and on his own. Uh, like he doesn't like he's a part of the group, but he's like you said, he's the he's the lone ranger. Like he's the one that yeah, just runs he, off and does whatever the hell he wants. He's got his own plans and he's got his own thing that we're going to see you know in much later on in this but he comes in and really to stop hawks in a sense this is still after i guess dobby i mean twice has been pretty much killed but dobby dobby steps in he lights up hawks really really bad it's pretty much like almost irreparable damages to him 
um, because Hawks is never the same throughout the rest of the series. And that's kind of like a light spoiler, but he's never the same after this fight. Um, he never has the, 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 the coolness factor and the coolness court factor never really comes back into play after this. Um, which, I mean, all of this, he manages to escape when Tsukuyami saves him, but this killing sets off the Liberation Army arc, and it's, well, sets off the Paranormal Liberation Army, sets off Toga, sets off Dabi, sets off a bunch of people. Um, and all this, meanwhile, we go back to the hospital, and Mirko's lost an arm, which is kind of like probably the the, the, the the most gruesome thing that we've seen in this series as far as her losing that arm. Yeah. Um, but now she's officially getting back up once, you know, Endeavor's pulling up and, and Crust is pulling up and Aizawa's pulling up and they're really trying to like, oh, okay, Shigaraki's right there. How can we stop him? We need to stop him before he becomes complete. Um, and we get probably one of the, to me, the coolest scene of this like first little act of this shout out to that shout out to you shigaraki um <laughs> the coolest part of all of this is uh shigaraki's awakening i think oh, yeah once once that happens it's just the because that awakening is a complete shift of the tide like heroes are feeling like they're about to get it like they're you know they're like cool we're about to win we're about to shut this whole operation down we're gonna get rocky we're gonna like we already got the doctor and shigaraki's awakening is like the moment that happens um you can just feel the fact like uh these these niggas in trouble (laughs) like dead start playing immediately it's first of all i love how it all goes down because there's truly like a struggle like to get these heroes are really trying to even struggle to get in that room where he's kind of at and it's president mike who's uh there we go spooky um it's president mike (laughs) who shows up completely uses his powers breaks the entire glass shigaraki they, they got great animation of him falling out the fucking thing that's what i remember from this scene the most i was like the animation on this is on point in a way that i haven't seen from the series in a long ass time um he falls out the case he's dead by all stretch of imagination um president mike punches the doctor and pretty much takes him away and he uh they're ready to escape, and it's the hero Exilus. Oh, Exilus. <laughs> <laughs> Whose only power is that his eye shoots a laser. Um, he's there to check. I should just wait until this thing is stopped. Is it coming is off? Crazy. Re- yeah, is it coming off really like loud on the mic? It, you can hear it. I was like, it's not okay. like crazy, crazy. Lo- like, it's not overpowering your voice okay so nonetheless i think exilus shows up he has to check on the body to see if tomorrow is still beating there's this ch- i mean we see the imagine gentle- having imagine having to be that guy nah it couldn't <laughs> have been me go poke, go, go poke the body couldn't have been dead. me couldn't have been me could have been rock lock i know that's for sure rock lock would be like i ain't checking it you checking it 
Um, <laughs> I'm not checking out. Um, but Exodus, nonetheless, I mean, he has to check. He says, oh, his heart is not beating. He's dead. Neat. Fire. Um, and then there's the jolt of electricity from the machine. And we get this entire cutscene of this man essentially like his family's trying to hold him back, the vestiges of his family, all the arm. First of all, this was the coolest part of the manga to me because this was a double page spread and it was fire. And oh, it, yeah, no, this, this, yeah, this double page of, of him absolutely releasing everything and walking his path. And oh, god, that, yeah, I gotta give Horikoshi his props. He, yeah, he, I don't, his pin game was crazy when drawing that one. I don't think it it was it translated as well in the anime as it did in the manga, which actually happens probably more than you think in this show. Um, because the way that panel, I think. I just think it was probably like a bad music choice as well. I don't know. It, it it was just something. But nonetheless, I mean, the overall scene, once they get out that cut scene of Shigaraki, essentially all the arms of his family on him, and then he uses his, uh, what's the quirk he has? Um, uh, Shigaraki's quirk? Yeah. The disintegration? Decay. Decay? Yeah, yeah. He uses decay on all of his family members, and you just see all the arms that are on him. You know his his grandmother's arms on his face, and you see those are really the arms of his family, and he walks into all for one, and it's seemingly like him. I mean, it's a it's like a prelude of like him and all for one kind of like merging in a sense. Um, that's what it at least feels like. Like it feels like this is kind of like with. Everything, him being injected with all for one, he now takes on the vestige of all for one. And I think that's what this scene kind of like now looking back at it kind of feels like it more represents. It feel, It's him letting go of the past and letting go of what kind of made him him and kind of like embracing all for one as not only just a quirk, but the vestiges of it, the mind of all for one, everything kind of going forward. And... He awakes. Exodus is like, the fuck is that? His chest beats. His body jerks four feet in the air. And then Deku hears something in his head. He hears the first user of, you know, one for all. Like, yo, he's coming. Yeah. And it is the most shocking scene afterwards that you can see because Shigaraki wakes up first of all kills Hexless obviously just decays him takes his cape which is fire um and he stands on yeah, top the, of Yeah the taking the the taking the cape was so disrespectful. When yeah. he took the cape I was like all right <laughs> and that's one of those things hard, it's such a hard moment though like he just he murks him takes his cape uh doesn't he say i'm cold yeah he says i'm cold like these are all anime exclusive things because they don't really show you that in the manga he just kind of like shows up with the cape on so it's kind of like implied he killed him but they absolutely show the him killing exilus in this um anime and he says i'm cold he takes the cape and once they realize that he's awakened 
it is the most frightening situation of every hero trying to escape the hospital all at once as he's decaying everything around him. And it's not just like a small, he decays probably damn near an entire, like almost an entire city. No, he definitely got a county off for sure. There's like, yeah. Every hero who could fly is thinging. We see um, a, a, a Nomu hanging on to Aizawa. Aizawa was about to get cooked until Crust kind of showed up and Crust took that L for him. Um, we see, you know, everyone's escaping. Uh, Endeavor, um, the, the, the dragon hero lady, everyone is kind of like running away at the same time. And they manage to get free. But he decays pretty much the entire thing like yeah it goes nah, down he, to the city where where deku deku bakugo and um yeah because they're they're still they're trying to say people they're trying to be out the range this is the absolute moment too where deku's like oh shit like i have to be somewhere else right now <laughs> yeah like, he's like yo they try to stop it all the buildings are crushing they're, they're pulling buses they're they're floating people they're doing everything that they can to escape and that's kind of what was the most terrifying and awesome moment for me there's never been a true moment of fear like legitimate fear in this series since probably that other time awful one showed up and that was the closest thing because he was putting holes through niggas' chest. Shout out to oh, yeah. Um But he was really like going for it. And yeah, Shigaraki, he wakes up. He's got his cape on. He brings up his phone. He says, Giganto Machia, bring me, bring the rest of the league and meet me here. And Giganto Machia breaks through the floor. And now everybody's having a terrible time. Um, yeah, it's no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Once, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once, uh, once Machia woke up, it was over. Like, yeah. not like over, over, but it was a whole different ball game from there. And, and what's truly terrible, so he, he shows up and Defer pulls up. I feel like, once again, this is, this is another scene where the manga did it way better than the anime. Because, like, that final photo of that, you know, that chapter where endeavors like coming in and like you know shigaraki's looking at him i just remember i was like oh this shit this is awesome i don't think they did it the same as in this series because they started the episode with it as opposed to ending one episode with it but he shows up i mean he's pretty much like handling endeavor handedly as much as endeavor can without getting decayed um shigaraki has a power to search for any quirk that he has before because he stole that from the the uh, the 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 the, the uh, oh the bunny one of yeah. the bunnies right yeah, yeah I don't yeah. remember which one but it was a bunny yeah so he stole the search quirk from her so he's able to search and find Deku so Deku's trying to escape as well and then we get to the point where you know we have the we get to Act Two where we have this battle between pretty much the heroes and Shigaraki and Shigaraki is like. If it wasn't for Aizawa being there erasing his quirk, I think everyone would have been toast immediately. Um, oh, for sure. Because it just doesn't even seem on the higher level. And shout out to Bakugo, who's there. He was like, listen, I got to get my... I took an L once, um, but I'm getting my W back for sure. Like, I don't care who this man thinks he is. Um, 
and he's he's trying to fight it alongside uh, Deku in this instance. I mean, it's a fight. It's a. This is one of my favorite. That early part. I mean, it's the early half of it before the man gets completely turned into jerky. But um, I think the most notable part about it is kind of the lengths of that all heroes are going for, and then Deku realizing he needs to be the real hero in this instance, um, and he needs to be the one to fight, and he unlocks, you know, he, luckily he's in Black Whip, but he unlocks Float, and all this other stuff like that, like, it's a, this first part of the fight is interesting, and then back at, you know, Gigantomachia is trying to Hurl through Gigantomachia is really what kills everyone. Like that is yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he rampages through cities with no with no care at all. Like it's like a running back. It's like watching Marshawn Lynch run. Yeah, just, he's just plowing through buildings and yeah. You got heroes trying to stop him and they're just not able to slow him down not one bit. We get a little you know, episode where the B team of heroes, you know, Momo comes up with the idea at the thing of midnight to say, like, listen, we need to sedate him and try him down. And you get these moments. And that's what everyone gets a moment. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like what I like about this show because you see um Acid Girl, I forgot his name. Um <laughs> Acid oh, Girl. Yeah. She, I know you're talking about. Yeah, she gets her moment. Um but she's unable to because she freezes up because essentially gigantic. She like knew him. Yeah, she knew Machia from the past or some shit like that, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 no, you're absolutely right. Um, before he was injected with probably even more quirks. But she knows Gigantic Machia from the past. Um luckily Hiroshima's there to save to pretty much deal the blow, but it still doesn't stop him there and he continues to rampage. Um, through the city until he pretty much reaches the group. Um, meanwhile, Shigaraki takes um, Gran Torino out of action. Big debate that we had initially in this chapter thing of oh where Gran Torino's dead. He is. Yeah, he should have been. He should have been seeing seeing that moment and knowing that he isn't dead pisses me off even more. <laughs> it makes you even more upset. I feel like you know, what, we could have. Gran Torino, like, what does him staying around do? The cape, clearly. <laughs> the cape in the, the second cape. half of the season, he's got to give the cape. Um, no, he get. We could have picked the cape up. We could have, I, I, so I'm trying to. Things we could have done. So I feel like Gran Torino in this instance, in terms of what I mean, he contributes. He's nothing left to contribute, but I think he's the only. Kind of like I don't know. He's like sane, and he holds on. He's the only connection between, um, well, not the only connection, but the connection between Shigaraki, All for One, All Might, and Deku, and the fact that he know he knew Nana Shimura, who is Shigaraki's older. I don't know. It is what it is. I guess he could have died, but <laughs> see what I mean. Like people are coming around to the fact that Gran Torino should be dead. And it's I don't okay. think he should be dead. I think at this instance he could have he died. died. He I don't have. think we gain or lose have. anything he from. Have. 
No, I don't he think we gain or died. lose. Any, I don't think we gain or lose anything by him being alive or dead at this moment. Um, except the cape. The cape is pretty hard. We gain a moment. We gain a moment where a hero sacrifices his life and gives his life for the cause. And here we are, this hero who is well revered, who trained All Might, who trained Deku, who helped Deku figure out how to use his power. This guy who has had this storied career. Um, once ranked in the top three heroes, maybe even number one at a point. I don't know. I'm just kind of giving him stats at this point. Uh, yes, his, his story comes to this closure of him doing what he does best, which is being a hero. That's how it should have ended for him. He could have had this fairy tale ending of death that just like no, there's the no hand. fairy tale ending of death. Yes, he could have had this death that was like, you know what? You come from the biggest, baddest villain in the whole series. So it's not like you died to some chump. It's not like you, it's not like he died to Spinner. It's not like Spinner killed him. <laughs> it's like. <sighs> I will say this. What I'm saying is that they, they, they played us in that moment. I think. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not. I'm not too. <laughs> I'm not too worried. Everyone got their just due. Look, let's talk about a couple moments from the second half of this fight that um we can just kind of riff on because there are like moments that essentially happen. This entire thing is like a buildup of moments. So one, Tomura. I mean, Gran Torino getting clocked. Um, we see Deku get. Uh, we see Aizawa sh- cut off his leg. Oh yeah, because he gets shot with a because he had one bullet left of the quirk racing. The quirk racing bullet isn't used nearly enough. That isn't en- nearly enough of a threat in this series as of yet. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't understand why it's not because that's really a thing of that's that's the true fear for me. Yeah, like, like I could get my quirk taken away. Like what the hell? Um. So Eraserhead gets shot within the leg, and he quickly cuts off his his uh his leg. But um, Postus is not really he's out of action, so it's not really known if his work was fully erased, or if he just like has bad eyes now from being from having his face nearly decayed. Um, no, actually, it's actually it 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 has not been erased in. There's a spoiler in this in, in the second thing that actually confirms that for me. So now it, it has not been erased. Um, Who's um, Aizawa Eraserhead? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another moment that we see here: Deku gets float. That was certainly a moment. He's unlocking all these quote uh, quirks at double time. Um, He's thrown in the heat of battle. It's happening. It's happening very fast for my man's. Um, another thing here, Endeavor tries to incinerate, <laughs> uh, pretty much tries, he goes all in and like kill, tries to kill Sh- Shigaraki and he puts his all in it because that boy. Oh yeah. Hurt. He put his back into that one. Yeah. He put his he, back into that one. He was like, um, Bakugos, Bakugo rising. Where he steps in, and he's like, "Listen, in that moment, my feet moved before I could think, and <laughs> and I took the body moment. for my man's. You know what I'm saying? What, Even though what, I don't what, really what, like him, I don't really fuck with this nigga. But 
I had to do what I had to do. Hey, man, they haven't explained the little sparkles thing yet. You know, he uh, his quirk has yeah. is is evolving, um, or had evolved in that moment. Like it 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 went past just the regular kaboom. There was like some Mario Kart ass sparkles around him. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Next moment here, we have uh, the fight in the Vestige universe, where Nana and what's his name, all for one or one for all, one for all, tries to stop him from getting his quirk stolen, and it's a success. He doesn't get his Deku doesn't get his quirk stolen. Um, that was a real cool moment how they did that, and I liked it. And having them in that little vestige area where it's clearly that's how they're linked. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how much that plays into the final battle because I would assume it plays into the final battle um, that we eventually see in the future, or that's hinted at at the end of the season. Um, so I'm interested to see how that kind of like goes on there. Um, we get the Himikatoga little girl fight arc. You love Deku. I love Deku. Remember where they fought in the, that lady's living room? Yeah, I know. I remember that. A girl fight. Yeah. So that was another really good moment too. Like just, just Ochako needs something. I think Toga she needs more. I think she needs more. Like in a, you think in she a need, I think that's enough. Nah, because she's still like Deku's. Like she don't. She's the only reason people don't clown her like they clown that girl from Naruto is because. <laughs> um, it's because nah, she I, was whack though. <laughs> she was whack. Like Jesus. She What's was the girl name from Naruto? Like, What's the Naruto girl's name? Sakura, right? Yeah, Sakura. Yeah, why don't people clown Ochako like they do Sakura? Likeable. I guess, yeah. Likeable. I mean, like, there's nothing likable about her. You could argue, you could argue Sakura has way more moments than Ochako, but I guess it's. She does, but moments doesn't mean (laughs) likability. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fair. Um. Himiko retreats um, after that fight. Um, after they try to throw living room furniture at each other. Um, oh yeah, they were they were scrapping in that lady's living room. I hope, you know what? Every time I watch when I watch this, I was like, I really hope people have really good insurance in this world. <laughs> yeah, it's just you gotta have some. You gotta have hero protection. Hero insurance, insurance yeah, hero protection insurance. You know what? That's absolutely right. That that is definitely a real thing. I'm assuming. Um, Dobby's moment. This is the next big moment. Dobby stands. What a what a moment too. Did you? So let's let's pause at this moment. Did you ever believe that he would be revealed as the brother of like was that speculation speculation for you? Yeah, only because they made it really obvious. How so? He's a fire user. Yeah, like you really don't you don't really see people throughout this series with like quirk or like quirks that are very similar to each other like we don't see many 
double quirk users, and usually if they are, they're they're connected somehow. Mm. And, and like also too, just kind of like his whole vibe of he he just didn't seem so bought in on this whole like like he always had this other motive of like I, I want to do like he's trying to do something else. Like he's trying to cause havoc, but like in a his was like in a in a way where he's like, nah, I really want to see the world burn. Yeah, right. Because to be honest with you, when he's brought in, I think for a long time there's no real. I mean, there's fire quirks. I'm assuming multiple people are gonna have like I don't know about the same quirk, but like fire quirk, fire quirk. His is blue. His is you know regular fire. It's like oh, they probably can't be. I think um. Once they introduce in season five, like Homeboy's dead son, of uh, he was hurt in a fire. It was like, damn, word, that's crazy. Because there's this other fire guy that's, that looks really <laughs> that looks really burned from a fire. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think until that moment we really see like something going down. Um, but to me, I mean, I thought. Again, to me, I don't know where in terms of anime versus manga moment. I know in the manga moment, it was a big moment. And it's because we saw this for the first time. And maybe that kind of like lessens the impact of the moment because we know that it's coming. But, well, even this episode, I think, uh, the Dobby's Dance episode was a really well done episode. Great animation, kind of great. You see the kind of unhingedness that Dobby's kind of like experiencing and you also see Endeavor for the first time really kind of facing his past like really looking at his past in the face like this is the result of who he was and who he strove to become and I feel like he always thought that part was tucked away for a bit or they thought he was dead and he's really staring at it right in the face. And now society also has to stare at it because he has let him know that, like, he is a, you know, that's his son. Yeah. That's Endeavor's son and Shilto's brother. And um, and also, too, he outed Hawks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hawks outed astray. Hawks is a murderer. Yeah, Hawks got astray. Like, Your dad is a deadbeat, too. Look at his yeah. dad. <laughs> Look up his dad's records. Um. So that was fun. Name and everything. Um. Right. Like, where he had time to find all that. Um. Oh, ambushing his moms. I guess. Um. What if he could find my biological family? My dad's adopted. So. Don't put it past Dobby. Don't put it past someone with a, a hatred, vengeance, something vindictiveness. Don't put it past them. Um. Shoto's really taking this, I think, way better than his dad is. His dad is, like, shook. And <laughs> Todoroki's like, Shoto's like, yo, we gotta do something. We gotta move. Like, he's gonna blow something up. Like, come on. Um, but that was a major moment in this. That's probably one of... That's the moment where, kind of, like, a lot of people's trust within human society, society really, yeah. really falls apart. Like really, really falls apart, and um, not only that, Gigantomachia showed up too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, he pulled up crazy. He pulled up. Um, who else is there? Nejere and um, Ida's there. They pulled up from point B to point A. Um, 
And then the, another scene that we get here, we get so two big returns, kind of like a really pull out your ass returns. Um, Best Genius is back, who I love, of course. The denim dandada. Um, yeah. That picture of him and the ASAP crew is <laughs> that's such a yeah, it's a legendary photo right there. Um, who else? Who else is here? Um, um, he pulls up. Uh, what's my man's name? Oh my god, Lamillion. Yeah, Lamillion. He's back in action. He got a great moment. People weren't happy with the scenes though because they're a lot of animation at this point doesn't end up being the fluid animation that you would get in like One Piece or Dragon Ball Z. It ends up being like very frame. Like yeah. frame action, like I'm punching him, but we stop into frame here, and everyone's just like being dusted and shit like that. Um, but we pretty much reached the final things of this fight. Um, Gigantomachia finally gets knocked out. Um, Mr. Compress has his moment where he takes off a chunk of his ass to, f- to free his friends <laughs> and his family. And um, his last, his last great uh trick. Yeah, he asked out now, um, but he uses that to free pretty much get um, Spinner and Shigaraki to kind of like be free. Um, they go on the chase and the 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 the, the villains escape. Deku tries to go for it. He has no arms, no use of his arms, his legs, so he's using Black Whip as his tongue, like Froppy does, which is kind of insane. Um, yeah, they were, they were, he was too OP at that moment. Yeah, it was, was like, like, all right, all right, all right was, let's, let's relax here. Yeah, so, um, but at that moment also, all for one is like, yo, hand me the controls. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, he, he definitely took the sticks at that point. Yeah, he took over Shigaraki's body. Is like, yo, you fucking this up. Like, <laughs> let me handle this. Let me do this. Um, and they all escape, and we get the aftermath of this war. Um, it's what do you think of everyone who died in this war? We lost Midnight. That was pretty much the most heart wrenching loss of this entire thing. It's like, damn, Mid- not Midnight. Nah, Midnight was crazy. Like, just seeing her, like, in the obituary on that one page, and I was just like, damn, this is, this is nuts. Did not see this coming. They too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <They're> like, like, <laughs> they just pulled up. Like, <laughs> she was like, she's like, oh, I think I broke my arms, my legs, and all of their appendages in my body. And, like, the heroes are just, like, pulling up, like, yo, we're about to finish her fucking off. And I'm like, yo, this is nuts, actually. Like, implied death. <laughs> like, implied jumping of a woman. Um, kind of crazy. Um, Cress is dead. Exos is dead. Duh. Um, the wizard guy is dead. Um, who else is dead? Um, you know, quite a few people's dead. So they lost some people in this war. Um, America has no arm. Uh, what's his face? Hawks has no wings. Um, everyone is pretty much hurt. Let's see. Heroes are like, that one hero is like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. This is nuts. He's just like, he's retiring left and right. A washer machine gets washed up and gets 
throwing stuff thrown at him. But before we land there, is that that's around the same? No, that's a little no, bit after. My it's bad. a little bit after because we got one more big moment. Because like all for one, I love this part of the chapter because it was like usually you think the war is over, and he was like, "Nah, it's not over yet. It's not over till it's I say never, it's, over. it's never. Yeah, it's never over." All for one shows up at Tartarus. He is like, "I got some business to handle. My real body is is trapped under sea," and he shows up and he destroys Tartarus and lets go every villain that's ever been pretty much captured and thing in Tartar. And these are all the big villains. Muscular, Moonfish, Lady Nagant, Chisaki, Stain, um, who we see later. Stain is like barefoot escaping. And you know what's the crazy part about Stain? That Stain part that we think that shows up the last end. He completely like he dives in the water and swims back to shore. Oh like that's kinda I don't know if he had it in him. But nonetheless, Stain escapes too. But all for one old body meets a all for one's new body <laughs> and he calls himself like the king of all villains or something along those lines and he frees he's not a- lying though I mean, he's, he's not lying he's a pretty good villain i've never there's not a lot of villains who decide and you know what i'm gonna free every other villain i'm gonna free everyone to to kind of it's kind of uh, like it's kind of like releasing the competition Absolutely. Like, He's like, you know what? Let's free them all. Let's uh, to throw them off my trail. They're gonna spend days trying to recapture this ball. I can like figure out how Tomoro Shigaraki's body is gonna go back to being one hundred percent. We see they did this mad late. The redestro thing, <laughs> the posting like redestro. Oh yeah. Shows up at the commission. Yeah, office. like I, I don't understand why they waited so long. Like that should have happened first. Yeah, like, that should have been the first thing that happened. That should have really kicked everything off. They killed the she. He kills the commission lady, which is like it's fine with me. I didn't really like her. <laughs> it was like so she's dead. I, mean, I think we learned throughout the she, series that no one really likes her. She didn't. She didn't get no obituary. She didn't get nothing. <laughs> she just got murked. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, and then it ended up being like just a twice clone at the end of the day. So it's like she didn't even get killed by the real guy. Um, they're all in the hospital. Uh, everyone's recovering. Get this big hospital scene. Deku's in this comatose state. We get some backstory of Hawks. Sorry if we're like breezing through this. There's a lot and we're covering this all in one episode. Um, no, yeah, it's a. It's a very loaded arc. They, like I said, they they crammed in so much development and so much action and so much within a short amount of time. They really could have stretched out some of this. That's what I'm saying. I felt like so when initially, of course, we read this before. I thought this was going to be the entire season, for sure. Um, and it ended up being the first core, which is the first 13 episodes of it, which is. I mean, it's fine with me, but it's like we we crammed a lot into this. Um, but we get some Hawks backstory. Um, but probably the most uh, the, 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 the most pivotal thing. Well, one of the most pivotal things. There's a couple pivotal things. We get Endeavor lying in a hospital bed, crying. Um, 
So this man Stephen Curry is the true anime protagonist. I tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a dog. What is? He's not human. No, he's not at all. But he's putting everything that he has into this, and I'm kind of happy. Um, <laughs> not that I didn't want to see Sacramento win, but like I'd rather see Warriors Lakers than <laughs> than Sacramento Kings versus the Lakers. Um, old old versus old. Um, either way, um, Endeavors are crying in his bed, and he gets met by his family. And they have this long backstory about how they were all to blame for Toya becoming a little shithead. Um, and we see Toya. Toya's like, look, look at my flame quirk. Look at my flame quirk. He's like, no, you have the composition of an ice quirk person. You know, your body can't take it. And he's like, no, won't you watch me train? And he lights himself on fire. And we get the backstory. This it is was, kind of... That was a lot. Like that was like that was a nuts episode. Like yeah, like you saw domestic violence in an episode. <laughs> like saw, that's not funny, but it's, saw abuse. We saw but abuse. Like it, saw bad parenting. We saw a lot of childhood trauma. So saw a me, lot of things. So let me ask you, Endeavor, what's your stance on Endeavor? Door endeavor, <laughs> he is he is having a redemption and comeback arc of the year, man. Does he deserve the to have not necessarily deserve, but I guess yeah. Does he deserve to have redemption for all of this? This man pretty much produced children solely to take down All Might, neglected the children that didn't fit him enough. Abused his wife, played a part in having one of his children die, and then continued to like. Did he, I mean, he didn't technically die, you know. He I mean, you produced he, by all means. I mean, uh, he was close to death. I mean, he was close to death. By all means, his body was disappeared. All they had was his, like his what his teeth, his jawbones. Like what the fuck? Um. So. His family, for the moment, seems to have we're working together to take down Toya because Toya is just evil. On the other hand, Endeavor is like Natsu has got a point. He's like, "Yo, you kind of a jerk yourself, my man." Like, yeah, we're all jerks, but you're the main jerk. <laughs> like, um, I'm not gonna say like on some like he deserves it. But I think that you see what he goes through and you see that, like, even, like, you can tell that he's like, I feel remorse for how everything is played out. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, just this moment that he's felt like that. Like, you could kind of tell throughout this series that all he really wants to do is atone for the things that he's done in life. And I'm sure that is what drives him to continue to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Because you got to think, if, succumb to all that anger hey he would be a villain yeah and then because like you look at an instance you know i'm I'm watching the early episode and you see someone with a drive like him to be the number one hero but also very aggressive and evil and you look at the path like for instance the bakugo and endeavor and quite honestly endeavor could be bakugo could have had the same path of the, as endeavor now i think there's key differences between bakugo and, and, and endeavor and kind of like their personality but realistically 
the drive to be number one, especially against All Might. And you see Bakugo and his drive to really be better than Deku in this instance. Um, who knows where this could have drove Bakugo to essentially become, like, not necessarily become a villain, but essentially go through unethical ways to try to overtake his rival. And you see Endeavor kind of like, kind of like, I do think he, I think everyone has the room to be forgiven for, especially if you're making the right steps towards in the right direction in terms of being forgiven. Like if you're making the right, if you're taking the right um, steps towards like bettering yourself, atoning for your things, I think there's definitely forgiveness that needs to be there. But I also would understand if no one chooses to forgive him ever again. Like, I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, they're all, they team up. Hawks is there. Best Genus is there. They break in on their family thing. And it's like, yo, let's all team up. But first, we have to find out the truth of one for all. Boy, this is a pet. This is a loaded arc. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, they fit. I, they uh, they fit too much into this. Previous users of One for All. How do you feel about this scene? This little, this little one episode, two episode thing. Can you kill Tomer Shigaraki? I hated it because it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a kill him it was like let's let's test and see if he has the resolve to stay a hero like it was a much bigger uh, fake out in the manga than it yeah was yeah it was like all right bro um it was cool like i guess they all kind of like they banded together and was like listen bro this has been our i think that scene gave us more of a of a feeling of this is like Deku's a definitive final user. Yeah. Um I think that was more so what it was meant to do than anything else. Uh it stops here. Like Yeah, everything stops here. Everything comes to a heat. Like you have to stop him. You have to like you have to be able to um Yeah, you have to be able to defeat him here. Because there's there's no more. Users. But I, I honestly don't think I honestly do think though that this ends with like somebody gotta go like Tartarus ain't there anymore so it's like where are you gonna put this in if you beat him you I mean there's away. a jail there's another jail they, they figured out the jail thing um but it's definitely like this has to end we can no longer do this anymore um yeah it it, it has to end um and so Deku eventually wakes up off camera. Um, and we see the top three heroes hold a conference and be like, yes, we were all terrible people. Oh my God, totally. The news reporter is like, my mom was killed in this thing. And he's like, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, do you want, you want to, uh, like, we're doing the best we can with what we got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We come up with a plan. Stay at the school, um, and we'll we'll come up with a plan to catch Tomer Shigaraki and stuff like that. So there's that. Um, meanwhile, Deku on his Batman shit um, leaves everyone a note, tells them about one for all, says they're after me. Um, 
so I can no longer be part of the school. That is hilarious. That's so fucking funny. That the the letter is hilarious. Everyone's reading the letter is like, bro. yo, I got all for one. <laughs> Let me explain this quirk quite thoroughly to you. I have eight to nine people living inside of me. Um and five you, guys, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Sugar Rocky's actually been after me since the beginning. Even when we were at that, you know at the camp and shit like that like actually he's all after me so i gotta leave um this is equivalent to like goku killing himself and cell because like everyone's after him (laughs) so he's only causing the earth more danger if he stays but realizing also he's probably the biggest thing the biggest uh threat to any villain that might show up um so that was fun uh so he leaves um UA. He's like, I'm dropping out of high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to hit the streets. And I'm ready to hit the streets, baby. And that is where we get yeah. the dark hero arc. <laughs> oh, God. I hate this whole arc. You He's hate just it? musty. He's just musty. <laughs> First of all. He's just dirty. He doesn't take a shower. He's musty. He wears his friend's clothes. He's Batman. Let him be Batman. He's not Batman. He's Batman. He's got a utility belt of quirks. He goes around saving people um, and then disappearing into the darkness. Uh, He's got a guy who drives a car for him. Um, Like, what's not Batman about this? Yeah. He's feeding him. He's giving him chicken katsu and shit. Yeah. What's not Batman about this? He shows up. The first hero to kind of show up back in the city is muscular. And muscular, big jobber. Oh my god. This oh yeah, sh- big job. This is to show the true development of Deku from where he was, where he had to fight him the first time and use all of his energy to now where he uses like he's like, I'm gonna use this quirk and this quirk and and we're we're done. Yeah, um, no, nah, I squash mashed him. That shit was hilarious. Kill uh, I was about to say kill. Doesn't kill muscular, but essentially captures muscular and drops him off for the villains. Now he's going on this entire crusade overnight to try to find Shigaraki and any more information. So he's beating up villains and capturing them in the hopes that someone will point them in the direction of Shigaraki. And he eventually bumps into none other than Lady Nagant. The lovely Lady Nagant, who escaped from Tartarus with mm, Chisuke, Kai Chisuke, um, former public safety commission hero, could not stand it because her job dealt with killing people, whether they were guilty of crimes or not. But even if they had the the, the thought of um the thought of uh, killing people, she was like, "No, nah, I got to murk you." And her her quirk is there's a quirk to murk people with. It's hers. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, is uh yeah, real sniper, real sniper, like probably the give best. Me, give me. Gives me Gabby vibes. Probably the best part of this arc, the Lady Nagant fight, because introduced a villain, gave her a little backstory. She's tied to Hawks in kind of way, so she's tied to the overall anti-hero movement. She gets a quirk from All for One called Airwalk, granting her the ability to fly or at least walk on air. Um, Deku's using all of his resources, his mind, his body, his spirit, to kind of stay raw because she's got homing um bullets that are firing firing at Deku. She's the best shooter that's ever existed in this world. Um Deku 
uses quirks that he's never used before. What does he use? Um, he used Fajin. Oh yeah, already he gears up. Yeah, gets his, his legs. Yep. Yeah, um, uses Fajin to essentially. Create a foe 100% one for all, and she ma- manages to jam the bullet of Lady Nagant. And yeah, I mean, he he defeats her, but also tries to like bring her back to the good side. And she eventually kind of this is the first night battle, also. Like, well, I don't know, it's not the first night battle, just the most notable one. Um, and it's got a lot of great action to it. He tries to save her, tries to rescue her. All for one is a fucking asshole. Because he booby trapped yeah. the quirk. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Once again, that's real real villain shit, man. Like we gotta appreciate that. Real villain shit. He said, I f- I figured you would do some lame shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know I what? I thought you would be a lame. <laughs> So I booby trapped this court. So <laughs> I can't trust him as far as you would go, man. No. He was like I thought you would be a lame. So you know what? Booby trapped the quirk. You would go explodey by now. So she explodes. Um and yeah, she's she's unable to give she gives a little bit of information. It's like, yo, she's at the ho- at the house um in Habbury Woods. So of course Deku goes straight there. I mean, the Kai Chizuki thing we'll have to revisit at a later time because I'm sure that comes into play in the future because they wouldn't have introduced it if it didn't. Um, spoiler. I think it got running around with no arms. Yeah. <laughs> no arms. That Just is funny. Sleeves. Just sleeves. <laughs> that is, you know, I think about it. Um, man is just wearing a blouse <laughs> and running around. Um, like Winnie the Pooh right now. Let's see. Uh, Sacramento needs to give up this game. Um, I feel bad because my best friend's on their coaching staff. Oh, uh, word. Uh, yeah, ah. I'm going to text them. Cancun on three. To- that's what you say. Text Cancun <laughs> on three. <laughs> um, but with that said, uh, he goes to the house. And all for one has his, he already has, he has the, the hologram shit already set up. He says, listen, congratulations for defeating Lady Nagat. I knew you would. He says, you Bum-ass. know <laughs> I am not after that oath all for what one for, I'm not after that oath all, all night anymore. He says, it's your turn. And then the house explodes, but everyone lives. Um, and then Deku's like, I love that call. I love that callback too, because he's an asshole. He really is. Your turn. The he's a. I love. I love him. I love this villain, bro. He's so good. Everyone is so good when it comes to the villain shit. Just like, not even just like the completely heinous things that he does, like booby trap a quirk for a lame. Um, but it's just like the shit talking. The the mastermind, the plotting, the fact that like he's even tormenting his own like people, like tormenting Shigaraki also, like he is a, an amazing villain. I agree. 
very much so. He lives up to every... He is truly the king of all crime in this, and I hope you get some good stuff um, from him later. Deku, he's all on his own, stinking, smelling. <laughs> Not wearing no any shower, hungry. No showers, hungry. Um, but he's out to save the world. He's like, listen, this is just what I have to do. I can't get everyone involved. And then we're, that's where Class A comes in. And I would say a lot more things about Class A, but uh, um, Class A shows up ready no, to I take think get too much love anyways. We'll, they'll be all right. They show back up to save their friend, and now it's Class 1A versus Deku, which is kind of like a cool moment because they are all like, yo, Deku, you're the reason why I stopped smoking, and you're the reason why <laughs> that's, I've... That's you know, exactly how it was. You're, you're the, the reason, reason why I started studying harder. Yeah. Why, Remember like, when we had that band that one time you're the reason why i learned to play the drums like <laughs> some stupid shit like that <laughs> um and yeah fucking sec- golden state is banging on them um oh well um so it's that kind of moment it's a nice moment it's a cute moment it's not even, i'm not against it but nonetheless friggin um they managed to save Deku and take him back to this, take him back to UA in a really great moment. Like it's, it, it's, it's, a uh, they, um, they play homage to also the escape thing arc where they have everyone shoot in the air and it's Ida who's like, you're the only one who can save him. And Ida who's blasting off in the fucking hyperspeed and grabs his arm and everyone, it's very emotional. Um, Let's get to this moment. Uh, I hate this moment. It is the moment where Bakugo comes down and he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way I treated you. I'm sorry for being a little jerk. I'm sorry for thing. It was really because... Why was this? Why did this happen? (laughs) For no reason. This is why I hate it. This is why there was nothing like he was apologizing just for the sake of apologizing. No, I mean, I think he's garnered respect for Deku over the course of this series. It's like that. It's like that meme of uh, of that that uh, what the fuck? Uh, Art that Arthur meme is like. Sorry, sorry, because you acting like a little bitch, or like sorry, because Bakugo admits he looked down on Deku because he was quirkless, and therefore he felt he would be far behind. But the truth was, he always felt he was above him. Bakugo tells him that he couldn't accept him the way that he was, which led him to bullying him over the years, trying to prove his superiority. But after entering UA, he kept losing and kept trying to understand Deku's strengths and his own weaknesses. Bakugo tells Deku that even if he doesn't change anything, he has to speak his current truth, and he apologizes for everything that he did up until now. It's very much so Vegeta saying, no, Goku, you are the strongest. Um, Which I think everyone hated at the time. Yeah, I think... It's to set up up the end, though. This is to set up the end. Like, this is the... Oh, they're finally pulling Steph Curry out. Um, oh yeah, because uh, yes, what close to fifty right yeah, now? He's banging on him. The true. <laughs> oh my god! He has fifty. He has fifty. Not close to fifty. He has fifty. Nice. I love it. Um. So, 
they go back. Wow, this is so long. Um, they go back <laughs> to UA, and everyone at UA is like, "Why the fuck is he here? He can't be here." Yeah, everybody was not fucking with Cuz. <laughs> there was like, he's yeah. gonna get us killed. He can't be here. And it was like, you know, shout out to Ochako having her big. Her, this is why I don't like the big moment. Ochako's biggest moment in the series is like, yo, y'all should forgive Deku. Like, is that her? I mean, standing by your man is cool, but, you know, and kind of like, when we talk about kind of women in, in anime right now, they rarely play the the scene of like the damsel in distress or like in service of a man. And that's kind of like what she majority is throughout this show. Like all of her moments, all of her big moments and somehow levitate around Deku, except the time that she got beat up by Bakugo. Um, but it's, I don't know. I'm not. Because, but like what more, not to say like what more can she do, but it's just like. She can do more, but I feel like we don't even see the the, the extent of all the things that she can do. Like, this is a very, uh, uh, yeah, this is a a very macho-centered anime. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really hard. I feel that Froppy's gonna have more moments than, than Ochako. Froppy's cool. Froppy's, like, future top 10 hero, in my opinion. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. But, um... It's a you know. I just don't think I just don't think how she's written, like her character, her personality, or anything, is really be on some like put her in the field. Like I just don't like she's always been felt like a a, a support character. That's just what she's here for. She's here to support Deku. Like I mean, that's really her and Deku have the, that's that's what she can. And, but like, is that bad? I feel like it kind of is in two thousand and twenty three. <laughs> no, cause but like, like girls have had moments. Yeah, but like, hey, Momo. They, <laughs> I mean, but still, like her moment, she kind of had a moment. I don't know. I, what's the biggest moment? I'm trying to think of the biggest moment by a woman in this series. Feel uh, <laughs> the silence, Mount Lady, Mount, Mount Lady, going against. <laughs> She got cooked, bro. He crossed her up. <laughs> like, I, I juked her real quick and then threw her into the trees. Um, she tried her best. Hey, man. Either way. So, eventually. God, that's a moment. That's a moment. She, But she also got cooked. Um, yeah, she got cooked. <laughs> they eventually... all get cooked in the end? Everyone <laughs> gets cooked. All the women get cooked. That's the problem with this series, apparently. Um... So Izuku gets welcomed back to UA. We get to, he gets to take a shower. He smells good. Um, they're trying to figure out the Kurigiri thing. Stain pulls up. We see the backstory of Stain escaping Tartarus and looking for information, killing people in his wake, and then swimming off into the island. And he meets up with. We see the first meeting with, between Stain and All Might, which is like a big moment. To be fair. Um, oh yeah. It's like he's being his hero. Yeah, but he's he's meeting All Might, not in the All Might form. And All Might is also yeah. having his own thoughts of like, how much can I truly contribute to this actual series still? And but Stain reminds him, it's like, yo, you know, 
your legacy is still here. Your legacy goes, you know, through more things. You see the lady take off the I am not here sign and clean up the clean up the statue and all this other stuff like that. Like we see everything, and then All Might pulls back up and was like, actually, um, Shigaraki's gonna be ready in a couple of days. So be ready. And then we see the United Nations like, yo, what are we supposed to do about this thing in Japan? And they're like, oh, we can't send our heroes out yet. And it was like, oh, actually, our hero left. USA is like, our hero left already. And we see the debut of Star and Stripe. And that is the end of season six. That was 80 minutes, man. I, th- this could have been like four episodes, to be honest with you. But <laughs> oh, yeah, it could have. We did it in 80 minutes. Um, season six is a really good season. Be. Yeah, it was, they redeemed themselves after season five. But I think it, it, it's probably... We're probably way too far in to deep this thing. Like, realistically... Aw, everyone's hugging and crying. Um, because they lost. Which I don't blame them. I hope uh, the Sabonis dap up Draymond for getting stomped in the chest. Um, but either way. It's crazy. Cam called it. I, like, that man is a basketball guru, and I can't even – I can't, you can't deny Cam anymore. No, obviously not. So Because he even called. He said, if y'all lose when Draymond is out. <laughs> Damn serious. Um – Listen, season six redeemed itself. My Hero Academia, pretty damn good. I always recommend people to watch this, um, just because it, it it's a lot of action. If you want action, and then some, and we're clearly heading towards the end of this thing. Horikoshi stated, "The Dark Hero arc starts the final act of the series." And if you have read the manga in any kind of form we are in the final act of the series. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say because we really just talked for 80 minutes about this. I was going to do a spoiler section. I don't even think we should do a spoiler section anymore. We talked about it last week. Go back to last week's episode. Um, but with that said, do you have any final thoughts about season six of my Hero Academia? Um, season six, like I said, a great redemption series. Uh, one of the best seasons they had um i really do feel they could have um they could have took their time a little bit more with it i got i felt they tried to cram so much into it but obviously when you have 24 episodes was it 24 26 25 25 wow look at that right in the middle um no you have 25 episodes you want to get as much as you can within that but um i think that this was, I mean, it's the beginning of the end. This is what this, like, whole everything kind of signifies. And it's kind of crazy when you've gone through the My Hero journey and, you you know, you watched and read and to kind of reach this point finally where you're like, oh, shit, like, the big battles are finally happening. The things that we've been building up to is finally happening. There are some other really big moments and big reveals that happen after this that, uh really changed the game a bit but i think that um no nah, season six was a season six was a strong season and they needed it to be strong because like i said season five was not did not go how they wanted it to go uh or i don't think season five was re- as well received as they wanted it to be 
And I felt that season six, though, they really bounced back. They got back into their MHA bag. They got back to the essence of, like, what we're here for. We're here to see heroes versus villains. And and that's what it was. Emotion, development, stories, scenes, action, everything in between, really telling the entire story within one season, kind of flipping everything on its head. We now are in the final act of My Hero Academia. Where does this series go? And more importantly, how does it end? Because that's kind of where we're approaching with all of this. Season seven might be the last season of the show, potentially. Um, honestly, the end has not, it is not finished yet. So I'm unsure of where. Usually about every 18 months, we get a season of this show. However, the manga has not ended yet. <laughs> So I'm fully unsure of like where the season seven thing is going to actually end up. Um, we might get cores that are not. It might be a f- like a broken up core for the first time in a long time. Like season seven's first quarter, um, twelve episodes. Maybe that's fall of next year, and then the next one is in the summer or something along those lines. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, it's important. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for continuing to support the lookout. Thank you for all this rain for completely flooding and yeah. Listen, the quiet storm tells you the quiet storm episode, man. Um, unsure of what we're doing next episode, but we'll be back next week before we head on break before summer at Comet House. So we will be back next week. Um, maybe we'll do something fun. Maybe we'll just talk. Maybe we'll just hang. Maybe we'll just, you know. Have some fun with the lookout. But um, until then, make sure you guys subscribe, follow, you know, everywhere where to follow. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.